welcome to the Stadio Diego Armando Maradona. Match day 38. You are here with Lega Football. David Farini bringing you this one today. Former Napoli great and a local boy playing in his last game for Sampdoria today. Fabio Quagliarella. with a couple of the ambient noises before the game Quagliarella in tears saying goodbye to Calcio here in his hometown That is the appreciation they have for the boy from down uh, a little bit south of Napoli, actually. Provincia di Napoli, Fabio Quagliarella. players are out on the pitch at the moment warming up and soon we'll have kickoff for you but Qualirella now doing a little lap of honour in the warm-up he will start today besides Gabbiadini two former Napoli players making their mark in the final game of the season and the final Serie A game for Sampdoria for some time Take you through the official 11s today. Sampdoria with Martin Turk in goal, Bruno Amione, Tommaso Algello, Corre Gunter at the back, Thomas Rincon with Muro, Flavio Pauletti, Mectileres, and Alessandro Zanoli, another Napoli boy, gets a start. He's on loan at Sampdoria. And Gabidini Quagliarella up forward, he's the captain. Merit in goal for Napoli, Mario Rui into the side with no Matias Oliveira, no Kim as well. So it'll be Ramani next to Ostergaard. And Di Lorenzo, the captain, are right back as usual. Lobotka, Angisa and Zielitski in the middle of the park. And it is Kvaranskelia, Elmas and Big Victor Osimhen up forward. We'll leave you with a DJ for a while. 
live from the Stadio Diego Armando Maradona you with David Farini and this is the Lega Football Podcast the end of the season 2022-23 the champions taking on Sampdoria Sampdoria making their way down to play in the lower divisions next season it's the final game also in the career of Fabio Qualiarella who makes a return home where he belongs uh, the boy from Castem Castellamare the Stabia, which is not far from here. It is party time in Naples as the confirmed Serie A champions Napoli will be presented with their first top flight trophy since 1989-90. Upon the conclusion of this game, the hosts have faltered a little since claiming the title in early May with two wins, a draw and a loss. Yet the party manager, Luciano Spalletti, will hope for one last victorious hurrah in front of a packed Stadio Diego Armando Maradona here before taking a well-deserved sabbatical. Attention will then swiftly turn to the managerial search, undoubtedly, but today it is all about Spalletti and his sides. Di Lorenzo, the likes of Quaretzkelia and Victor, they have come from all parts of the planet to be here. The Tribuna Stampa here at the Maradona, absolutely chock-a-block full of all sorts from Argentina to uh, Nigeria also all the Victor Osiman fans that have been following him so closely throughout his best ever season 25 goals thus far it is the confirmed Capo Cananiere with Matara Martinez falling a little short and Osiman with a chance to add to that today he starts out forward so we will see the former Wolfsburg and uh, former Lille striker take to the pitch from the very first minute as will Qualiarella, captain Sampdoria for the last time. Outside the stadium for three, four hours before the game it was uh, a bit of a blockade you could call that just thousands and thousands of fans in waves of blue flares firecrackers you name it was all happening we'll have that footage up on the twitter page as well just a, a couple of minutes away from the players making their way out onto the ground and 
will go through a few of the season's best moments for Napoli going into this one. It is the 112th Serie A match between Napoli and Sampdoria. Neapolitans have won it 45 times against Sampdoria's 30, 36 draws in there. And Napoli have won their last eight on the trot in Serie A against the Bucciarchiati. The only longer hitting streak in the top division is against Spal with 11 between 1963 and 2019. For the Blue it's the longest series of defeats in a row against any single opponent in this competition. Napoli have netted 49 times in their top line. It's an average of 2.6 goals per match. In fact, the last eight, it's been 20 goals compared to Sampdoria's three. Sampdoria's last away win here against Napoli dates back all the way to 1998 in April. That was an own goal from Crasson and a goal by Pierre Leidler. Players are now out in the middle of the pitch. Sampdoria wearing the yellow strip. Napoli in their home attire. And the Tifos are out. through Old Generosa. One of my favourite tunes. One of my favourite tunes, that's for sure. Old Generosa, the Serie A anthem and players now will greet each other in the middle. The Curve from one end to the other. Napoli 16 points ahead of second position at the moment going into this round. And they will try and keep this advantage uh, after the match against Sampdoria just take you through a few of the stats in the table Lazio winning on the weekend so it's currently back to 13 points looking to finish the season with a 16 point win and make it three wins in the last five Lazio finishing quite well three wins in a row
Sampdoria players are ready to go. Napoli with a few team photos. Pretty strong starting 11 for Spalletti in his final game as a Napoli coach as well. No Politano, no Lozano. So Elmas will start on the right side of attack. Would actually be good to see if Quadratskelia can sit on the right side. Players out in the middle of the park now with just a few seconds to go until kickoff. Napoli Sampdoria, match day 38, the end of the season for both of these sides. Napoli winning it a few weeks back. And this is the day that the city celebrates. And uh, all of those privileged enough to have a ticket and be here will remember this for decades to come. 33 years it took to get to this spot. We are away. Napoli getting us going there through uh, their captain, Di Lorenzo. We'll go straight out to Mario Ruiz. Good to see him back and playing in the finale to this season. He's one of the deserved couple that have been in and out of uh, so much previous heartache alongside Zielinski. Just the two players that missed out in 2018 under Maurizio Sarri. Napoli will look to dominate possession. They'll be looking to go out on a good note. Medet is back into the lineup, and Golini got a few chances towards the end of the season. Napoli looking to build on what they've already built this season, this calendar year especially. It's been just as good as last year, despite a few of uh, a little bit of fatigue, we'll say. Di Lorenzo and Ongisa just playing around with it at the back. There's no high press from Sampdoria. They're just happy to be here and they'll be looking for an end to their season, no doubt. It's all about Fabio Qualirello from a Sampdoria perspective and they have given him a standing ovation prior to the game. Qualirello in tears, but quite willing to accept the adoration and the plaudits such a brilliant career scored in the last 18 seasons consecutively it's just so good to be in the stadium with the ambient noises you'll hear the chats in the background it's not really about today's game although football is the sideshow people want to see Napoli lift that Scudetto which will be coming in a couple of hours' time. At the moment, it's Elmas and Ossiman just working the ball. Santoria still yet to touch it. Nangisa now with Kualatskelia getting involved. There's screens around the sides of the ground. Algello intercepts, and that'll come off Elmas for a throw. But it's a great opportunity for us to talk about other things. It's, uh, starting with Alex Merritt in goal. I guess it's his breakout season, you could say. Nearly on his way out to Spezia. 
and uh, he managed to stay in Naples Spalletta using him he's on Gisa you can hear the crowd in the background but at Scalia brings it in and Zielinski just turns the ball wide but the uh, Napoli faithful appreciating an early move for only three minutes into the game and the first real chance falling to Piotta they absolutely love him linked with Liverpool a couple of times hasn't been his best season on an individual level but he was part uh, of the strong push out of the Champions League group fairly big part with some brilliant performances including against Liverpool and of course the English media linking him to some of England's top clubs Ostergaard with a header and will go straight out of play Samp will have a throw in the attacking half Napoli has scored 103 goals in this season and uh, in the De Laurentiis era they've uh, only done better since 2004-05 translating this statistic right and the uh, in the four years have they done better in all competitions 115 goals in 2016-17 106 in 2015-16 and uh, 104 goals in 2014-15 and 2013-14 so they, they've got the opportunity to at least surpass those two and this could be their third, third best ever season under De Laurentiis with uh, his ownership starting 18 seasons ago he's vowed that he's going to take them to a Champions League and I for one would love to see that decked out in my Napoli 1989-90 strip number 10 Maradona on the back it's the official one not given when I was a kid proud to be wearing it here proud to be watching the Kudve sing some of these symbolic anthems and songs from the touchline you can get here early enough if you want to come next season and watch Napoli at home the DJ has probably 10 to 15 songs that you will hear every time you come to the Maradona Napoli still in possession they're just swinging the ball Pinging it from one side to the other. Here's Elmas. Good ball in. Ossiman with a header. And I think he's taken out Amione as collateral damage. Alex Merritt in for his 34th of the season. And uh, born in Udine. One of the immortals. We'll go through all the immortals in this podcast. Six minutes gone. Still nil nil. Napoli Sampdoria. And uh, Alex Merritt. He got some continuity happening this time. 34 appearances in Serie A. Uh, Coppa Italia, just the one game. And uh, 10 in the Champions League, which definitely is his best season. And like I said before, on the verge of joining the Aquilotti, who will fight tonight for their Serie A survival. It's either Spezia or Verona that's going down. So Merit could have had a very different season had he agreed to going to Liguria and playing for the Bianconeri. Now Maria Rui down the touchline and uh, 
Kept in by Kvaratskhelia. Chips it in. And Matt Ossiman at the back post. He did make some contact with a Santoria defender. Looked as though it was Nicola Muru. But finally, Alex Merritt has made a name for himself. And he's been linked to some big, big moves. And not just recently, but also in the January window. And Golini, his backup. But terrific season for Merritt and the well-deserved Scudetto. Outside the ground, those are some fireworks that are happening. I was out there before with some of the T4s here that are not lucky enough to be able to find tickets to this one. And cab driver yesterday was telling me how those with tickets could probably get up to a thousand euros for this occasion. It is bigger than a World Cup final that feels like that, and it's merely the the crown champions already up against the side that's already relegated for a couple of the last uh, well probably two or three weeks now some thought here we will go through some statistics of course with Napoli throughout this one uh, coming in with a plus 47 goal difference 87 points even if they win this they'll just fall short of breaking the record from a few years back but it is, we scroll down the fbref.com stats. Just let you take in some of this audio first. This is Ongisa. Lost possession, it's good defending and Algello will come back and just linking up with it's a good movement from Sampdoria there to shift it out through Pauletti. And now there's some space. Some real danger here. Sampdoria might go ahead. Pagliarella waiting. And from an acute angle, Meret has to make a save. Made himself really big. But that started through Pauletti and out through the right side. Zanoli, one of those players that no Napoli fan wants to see score and ruin this party. He did start the season with Napoli and he will be back with Napoli Siamo noi campioni d'Italia Napoli 2022-23 a season that will never be forgotten the images you will see them for weeks and weeks and months. They will party throughout the summer. City has been awash with blue and images of not just Maradona. You can see Baratskelia, Osimen and Labotka and Hamzik and Mertens and Cavani. You can even see Higuain, but not dressed in a Napoli shirt in his images. He's somewhat... Uh, not exactly revered in these parts anymore. Was back in 2015, though, scoring 36 goals. The 
But just going through some of the stats, we'll try and find some goalkeeping stats here. As, uh, we need to see how Alex Merritt has actually done. Napoli conceded the least shots this season, 103 in total, Roma second, and Sampdoria 19th, just a little better than Cremonese, but still we have to add today's statistics onto that, so they might very well finish behind Cremonese. It would take Napoli something like about 19 shots, 20 shots would have them go to the bottom there. winning another throw over on the far right side doing okay in the first 13 minutes still nil nil between the two and now I've finally found the goals keeping stats on FB ref and clean sheets Lazio led the way this season Ivan Provadel magnificent as usual 21 for them and Golini combining for 17 so a little less than half the games at the moment, it's Amioni in possession. Go out to the left side, and they're working it down there through Muru. Loses out. There's a square pass. There's Di Lorenzo with a give and go. Plenty of space for Zielinski to come forward. Kvalitskeli is free and eventually will receive to the edge of the box. It's Kavica. Just fires, drags it to the near side. And even though nothing really riding on this game, there is a lot of pressure to perform in such of a big expecting kind of crowds. An expectant city, you could say. Zielinski takes the corner over the head of Di Lorenzo. Will fall way out back to Lobotka. It's about 40 yards away. You'll find Kovaratskeli on the right side. This is interesting. Takes on his man in Amione. Makes him go one way, then the other. Has him chasing shadows. Kovaratskeli is holding his face, rolling around. And Rincon is the man that's done the damage here. A silky Georgian still rolling. And in some quite bit of pain there. And it's very close to where we're sitting. 
So altogether, Napoli with 74 saves going into this game. It's definitely 75 because Meretz made one already in this game. The save percentage is all important. Napoli, not the highest. Juventus and Lazio with 77% of saves. Bologna with 75. Lecce with 75 as well. And Napoli on 74, but quite respectable. Consiglio not with the, the greatest years, 56% in last place. From the free kick, Mario Rui's gone straight at goal, it's gone over the top. And we had the perfect angle here. Both ends are in, in the mix now. Kurva Art to the right and Kurva B over to the left. Well, the Bocca's picked up possession. We'll go out to Elmas. All alone hugging the right touchline. As Angisa on the inside. will have to make something happen himself. Instead we'll go to Di Lorenzo. Now Angisa. Napoli looking okay. Amir Ragmani on the ball. We'll go to Romani next because he's been one of the key defenders. It's not just all about Kim and Jay. Amir Ragmani, the Kosovar, has been quite exceptional throughout the season. Many did have some doubts that Napoli's defence may start to show some cracks, and I guess they did, but they were able to hold out for so long. His Quagliarella delivers a pinpoint ball over to the right side. Zanoli's with it. Napoli own ball back into Quagliarella, and they had to fight off Ostigard. So Romani with two goals in his 29th game today. In terms of goals, he got four last season, two this year, not too bad. And throughout the Champions League, he made seven appearances, seven starts there. Today it's Leo Ostergaard out there, one of the backup defenders that's been brought in by Spalletti from Genoa. Ostergaard on the ball now, just creeping forward. See how good his ball-playing skills are it's so far, linking up with Kvadratskelia. Fairly good, Ostergaard showing composure, finding Romani. Napoli will start again with some vertical passing to Anguissa. This time... It's Angisa with a high arm. The free kick will go against him. Jesus the guard not really called upon too often. Juan Jesus was giving most of the responsibility as the first choice backup defender. Jesus the guard today playing on the left side of the, uh, the central 
defensive area. He's the left centre-back where Kim usually plays and where Juan Jesus would usually get a go. And the Norwegian, just 23 years old, big future ahead of him. And uh, 15 times he played for Genoa last season in Serie A. This time he has uh, a total of eight. To get a Champions League goal. Three appearances in that competition. He scored against Rangers. Once again, it's Ostergaard on the ball. Mario Rui. A couple of injury scares this season. 32 years old, the Portuguese. A cult hero, you could say. And uh, he's back into the side today. It's just a short little wee fella, 170 centimetres in height, but so skillful on that left side of defence. He's one of those defenders that has a really good radar on him, can deliver a decent cross in, and we saw him do that on a couple of occasions, especially against Milan away at the San Siro, the way he was able to pick out the run through from Giovanni Simeone for that goal for 2-1. But uh, in the end, it's Mario Rui with 23 appearances this season. He's starting in 22 of those six appearances in the Champions League. No goals. Everyone wanted to see Mario Rui on the score sheet sooner or later. You never know. You might see him today. He's already attempted one free kick from a weirdly strange angle. Now he's just won a corner. Of course, there's big Giovanni Di Lorenzo. Can't forget about the captain. First captain. This is Kvaratskhelia, who's just smashed at goalwards, but actually swung away. And from our angle, we don't have the benefit of replays mostly, but we do have a big screen in front of us today. Kvaratskhelia looking for a drive into the far corner. Did miss by quite some way. This is going back to Di Lorenzo. This is his 37th appearance in Serie A today. Simply amazing. Three goals, which is uh, what he's been able to deliver two seasons before this one. He got one last season and then three and three, dating back to 2019 when he joined from Empoli. His best season in terms of goals was with Empoli in 2018-19. Just to think, he was playing with Matera who's a Serie C third division side. And he left Matera in 2017-18 in that season to join Empoli. A couple of really good seasons. And then now in his fourth year in Naples has led this city to a Scudetto, not since the times of the Carecas and the Danapolis, the Cannavales, the Alamaos, the Franchides. Rui delivers a fairly vertical kind of angle straight in front of the penalty area tried to find someone on the spot it's hit a Sampdoria player so Zielinski will have a corner Di Lorenzo also with two Champions League goals I might add let's see if he can get one here from the corner and it comes it goes over Di Lorenzo's head 
And Osimhen was there trying to tuck that away. Went over the top. So Martin Turk, who was in outstanding form against Sassuolo last time, made a really good double save. Uh, also, Sampdoria fairly lucky to get a 2-2 draw against the Nero Verdi, who struck the crossbar through Berardi. But Gabbiadini scored, and then somewhat of an own goal created by Quagliarella to get it to 2-2. Today's midfield, we've got Lobotka, Angisa, and Zielinski. And for now, it's Sampdoria coming forward. This is good at to find a player wide on the right. Just looking to work the spaces, that half space there. The ball comes in the back post, a big chance, and Qualiarella's put it wide with a header. Perhaps in two minds about whether he wanted to actually score that or not. It was onside. Did see it a little late over Di Lorenzo, who was just getting in front of him, the two captains out there. Just uh, playing on each other at the moment. Pagliarella at the left back post, the cross coming in from the right. So Lobotka's on the ball. We'll, we'll go to Stanislav Lobotka now. In for his... Uh, Looks to be his 38th game. He's played every single time that they've contested Serie A. 23 games last season. 15 the time before that and 14 in his first season. So look at the way he's worked himself into being one of the very best registers in world football. He's a player that I just cannot imagine Napoli being able to be this successful without the way it's almost as though he's taken a leaf from Zavi's book and can rotate and find space and create space now Napoli looking to get through with Elmas and Kvaratskhelia linking up in the half space on the left side of the goal Sampdoria scrambled it away Lobotka for the second season in a row has a goal the Slovakian nothing in Champions League though not a renowned goal scorer, but did get one very late last season and then one very early in this campaign. Kvartetskeli is on the ball now up against Rincon. Dish that off to Elmas. Back to the Georgian. Big Georgian contingency here. Lots of Koreans as well outside the stadium. I'll be disappointed not to see Kim out there. Ongisa, Zielinski, Ossiman, Zielinski on the left foot. Can't find enough space to let fly, so we'll go back to Kvaratskhelia. 25 minutes gone, still nil-nil. So the other midfielders out there today, Zombo Ongisa, in for his 36th appearance. Three goals. Those coming against uh, the brace against Torino back in October and then the the volley against Inter last time Napoli played here that was to take the score to 1-0 now Ossiman finds Di Lorenzo cuts it back no one there 
except for some Doria players, and it's taken over the sideline. Angisa will take the throw. Should also mention Angisa with a Champions League goal. Liverpool in September. That was one of the first signs that this Napoli side was something special. Now Ramani coming forward. But it's still is operating on the right side now. This is interesting. This is what I wanted to see. Now they'll get it over to the left where Mario Rui is all alone. Kelly is still staying on the right. Osiman in a tussle with Gunter. Osiman's given away the free kick. So then there's the 29-year-old Polish midfielder Piotr Zielinski. One of those players that just reek of Napoli. He's been here since 2016 seventh season and uh, in total in terms of generating goals not one of his best seasons his second lowest since joining his highest is eight that was back in 2020-21 six last season and three this term with goals against Udinese Empoli and away at Verona but one of the standout performers in the Champions League Four goals. A brace against Liverpool and that 6-1 away win over Ajax. He got a goal and 3-0 at home here over Eintracht Frankfurt. Zielinski, one of those players, another one like Labotka. Where would they be without him? You'd have to say the same about Angisa. What a midfield this is especially with the versatility to convert from a 4-3-3 to a 4-2-3-1. Even players like Elmas, who's starting on the right side today, and was called upon to play as a kind of false nine when Napoli had to take on Milan in the first leg away at the San Siro in the Champions League. And didn't do too badly. It's just that Napoli went on their best form at that time. But there was no Osimhen, no... Simeon and Raspadori just coming back from injury couldn't start Elmas is that kind of player who can score goals and has shown us this season that he's quite worthy of a starting position North Macedonian with a good 12 months knocking Italy out for a World Cup qualification helping his country to get as far as they could before being eliminated by Portugal but it's his best Napoli season in the four that he's spent here since leaving Fenerbahce. Six goals in six different games. Lecce, Atalanta, Udinese scored against Sampdoria in the return, uh, in the reverse leg in January. And the 2-0 win scored against Juventus in the 5-1 here at the Maradona and against Cremonese as well. Outstanding player, Osiman again over the top of Amione. Did enough. And Sampdoria survive another scare, but Osimhen starting to look like a real threat. Just lurking in the box. 
We are at the Diego Armando Maradona. Last game of the season. Still got a few games coming a little later on. Osima now laying it off for Anguissa. Well read though. Turk will get it up towards a halfway line. Kind of by Rachmani. Di Lorenzo tried the cross. Not sure if you heard that sound effect. on the ball now we'll find Elmas again it's quite a scalier back on the left can't pick the lock between two sub players and Oli was one of them Gabbiadini the other who's now been dispossessed by Kvaratskelia now there's a foot race between the pair and Kvaratskelia wins a free kick really good tenacity there showing that even though it's the last game of the season he is the Serie A MVP and he wants to make a statement here and get another goal we'll get to him in a minute no goals for Elmas in the Champions League this season got four in the Europa last term Napoli will be back in the Champions so plenty of opportunities for him next season undoubtedly now Napoli with a free kick over on the left side of the pitch here, about three paces in. Just over near the corner flag. So it's more or less a corner kick situation. As the flares, all those noises are coming from outside the stadium. It's been lifted over. Elmas will work hard to get it back to Labotka. Wasn't the best set piece I've seen. So up forward today with Elmas. He's quite uh, a scary at 12 goals for him and he's got 10 assists. It'll be nice for him to get a goal and sign off in style. Voted the Serie A MVP and deservedly so. Some of the goals that he's brought to Calcio this season have been just extraordinary. The way he scored against Atalanta here, the goal away at Sassuolo when he ran from halfway with the ball, ducking and weaving, getting to the edge of the penalty area. And then the way he struck that ball against Sassuolo, it went through the legs of a defender. I think it was Martin Ehrlich. And then into the corner he's Di Lorenzo back for Anguissa now off Simon Kvaratskelia oh the ball sizzling over the top of the defence until Gunter read it but otherwise Jelinski was in attacking the space around the penalty spot but Kvaratskelia since leaving Dinamo Batumi this is the first season he's, he, first season sorry he's ever scored double figures in a league and uh, it's his 35th of the season 12 goals 10 assists and he scored that one brace against Monza and uh, quite extraordinarily that was 
Napoli's only goal from outside the box. The way he picked out that corner, that was all the way back in August. He was voted Serie A Player of the Month. Kim got Serie A Player of the Month for September. If we have a look at the Champions League, Kvaratskeli with two goals. One against Ajax away and one at home against Ajax in a 4-2 win here. And then, of course, there's humble Victor, 24-year-old Nigerian, 25 goals so far in his 33rd of the season. To the back post, it comes towards him and again, Amione. He's busy, headers it out of the box, goes to Mario Rui. But Victor Osimhen with a hat-trick against Sassuolo. And four braces in amongst those 25 goals. One of those braces last time they played was away at Bologna. So just under 10 minutes to go until half-time. Still nil-nil. We've had enough time here to go through the starting 11. All the talk was about Luciano Spalletti. He could lead this side to a possible dynasty. He will depart, but he will be cheered away from this stadium tonight what a way to leave as well I must admit if I was Luciano Spalletti I would want to leave after bringing the Scudetto back it's going to be very very hard to retain it for a second year in a row they were unable to do it with Diego Maradona here back when this stadium was called the San Paolo Simon Starts to sprint at Amione to pressure him. So he had to just boot it down the field. Merritt's there. And Napoli will start again. A very tidy-looking Napoli. Exactly like the last time they played here against Inter. Took them a while to get going, but didn't allow Inter much. actually quite a good article in the Guardian last week about the man who lives in Maradona's head opening a window on the new Naples as the the article's titled and uh, it's about Chiro Maiello whose home is adorned with a painting of the player Diego Man Maradona it says uh, Napoli's first Serie A win since Diego's days heralds a new dawn for the city 
An article by Lorenzo Tondo. We were there yesterday at the Morales and they had that window open. The family were uh, inspiring some of the fans that were there to sing a few songs. Un giorno all'improvviso. And Sarò con te. And a couple of the Maradona favourites. Marado, Marado. Napoli in possession still. Out to Anguissa. His header stays in for Di Lorenzo. Also another good article by Nicky Bandini in The Guardian about uh, Napoli never giving up. The underdogs Napoli reach the glorious summit once again. So tough in Serie A to actually win this if you're not one of the big three. If you're not part of the cultural elite. It just gets more difficult as time goes on. Hopefully financial fair play will help some of the smaller clubs out such as Napoli. Anguissa, Di Lorenzo, one of the thrifty signings, came over for a meagre fee. I think it was somewhere in the vicinity of uh, six million euros and see what he's been able to deliver. And uh, just like Labotka, you just wonder what this side would be like without Di Lorenzo. Zielinski will take a corner now. Right side of the pitch, comes in and hooked away decent defending by Paoletti now Mario Rui trying to split open the Sampdoria defence Rincon out to the right side Quagliarella up against Ragmani out it comes to Algello they have the overlapping run from Muru unused to go back in Paoletti Rincon, Quagliarella comes, little shove in the back, but a back heel finds the mark, and Rincon will swing it over to the right side. In it comes at the near posts. Did it hit an arm? The shot comes from Quagliarella. It was a little bit of shooting practice, and in the warm-up for this game, I saw Quagliarella pull off a couple of simply outstanding goals. There's no other way to describe them. One of them was a little chip over the keeper, off the underside of the crossbar, both feet as well his dexterity has always been amazing and Napoli once again playing around with this we'll go to flash score and have a look at some of these stats as the game goes on it's not a game that means too much in terms of points both sides have their have their Destiny's predetermined coming into this one. Stats are uh, well, Sampdoria with a higher XG. But it should have been a goal there for Elmas. Good block by Corey Gunter. Denied the Napoli number seven. A seventh Serie A goal for the season. Would have been a fitting way to end the campaign for him. Stunning defending. 
Now Ossiman's there, and so is Ostergaard. Almost got in each other's way. Napoli getting a little closer. I wonder if these XG stats are going to change now. But it's 80% of the ball possession with the home side. Seven goal attempts to three. Later tonight, it's Milan-Verona. And also Roma hosting Spezia. Eight o'clock kickoffs. This is a 6.30 local time kickoff here in Italy. And it is an honour to be here in the Tribuna Stampa, the uh, press area of the Maradona. A man so great, they named not one stadium after him, but two or three. De Lorenzo again goes square. De Zielinski receives. Napoli about 35 yards out from the goal. There was some space there to send Elmas through. But again, Sampdoria looking tidy at the back. Gabbiadini going quite deep to help out his defence. You think it'll be the former Napoli striker to lead Sampdoria through Serie B. Try and get them back up. Radrizzani, the Leeds owner, has made the offer that's going to be approved. I think it's just uh, pending the paperwork now. Might have already been a, a move that's finalised for Radrizzani to take the club over. You just think about the difference in where the two clubs are at. Napoli last winning this in 1990. Sampdoria won it the year after in 1990-91 with the greats like Viekovod, Lombardo and uh, Viali Mancini and it's now at a stage where Napoli are winning the Scudetto and Sampdoria are going down and they haven't had a good season at all decent work Sampdoria coming down the left side Algello his cross is cut out by Ostergaard the Bocca will start it all over again there are some space at the back here because there's a lot of Sampdoria players up forward here comes Ossiman squares that up it'll sit there for Angisa wanted to hit it on the volley but again Thomas Rincon was able to break down that move no stoppages in the first half so we end this at nil-nil the crowd fairly content but uh, we'll see if Napoli can come out here and get a goal in the second half and we'll go through a few more of the plays and a few of the key moments of the season Napoli's back out there for the second half. They're ready to go. I think they're out there with a mission to get that goal, get a victory here for the Partenope that have spent probably a month's savings to get in here. Tickets at a real premium. 
Just talking to a couple of new friends who have met in the half-time break from Nigeria, Lolade Adewoyi. And uh, it's at J-O-L-O-L-A-D-E on Twitter if you want to follow one of the journalists who works with Soccernet Nigeria. Of course, lots of interest from Nigeria with Victor Osimhen here. Wants to get his 26th goal of the campaign. Humble Victor looking uh, to add a little bit more icing. Santorio have shown up for the second half. It's the final 45 minutes of the season for these two clubs. And we'll take you through that before the Scudetto celebrations are unleashed upon us. It is a packed Maradona. It's the referee's whistle to get us going. Samp going from left to right to long ball. Out comes Ostigard. Stave off the danger. Nongisa trying to force Rincon into an error. And then Osiman runs the pressure. Amione. See if there's any official changes at the half-time break. Everyone outside the stadium must be at least another stadium full outside the ground. Some, oh, they wouldn't mind making themselves remembered for, even though they get relegated, they could go out with a win. Something positive for them on their journey down to Serie B. City rivals Genoa just coming back from that road back up to the top flight for the 2023-24 season Napoli unlucky not to score just before the break now Osiman just sitting himself in the edge of the box Bruno Amione is the defender assigned to him not much of a duel there in terms of vertical leap Some of the stats, Napoli now creeping up with the XG to 0.49. Ball possession still at 80-20. Astounding from Spalletti's side who are unrelenting and determined to keep the ball for as long as possible. Not looking as sharp as they once were going back to March and the months preceding that. Quadratskelia starting on the left side, gets the 1-2 with Mario Rui, brings it forward to Ossiman, it's cleaned up by Amione, and Santoria in transition, chopped off. is now out of position, so there is some space if Mario Rui can get it there quick enough. Had to hold it up, it was a good hustle from Gabbiadini to slow things down, so Zielinski rolls it across, and that'll bounce awkwardly, but Martin Turk will get there. So we'll continue on with a look at this Napoli side. We finished off with Victor Osiman just before the break. And we'll go with the reserve keepers in his squad. Marfella not getting a run this season. But Golini coming over from Fiorentina. And getting himself four Serie A games. And also, uh, we saw him play at Fiorentina in the Coppa Italia. 
and he got three starts there before his move over but has himself a Scudetto winner's medal Kim Min-jae not starting today he's ruled out through suspension 35 appearances and two goals South Korean is rumoured to be on the way out but no one will care for at least the next three or four hours scored against Lazio scored against Monza and uh, all in all nine appearances for Napoli in the Champions League to think that Kim Min-jae was playing for Beijing in 2021 and now has a Scudetto and an appearance in the quarterfinals of the UEFA Champions League here's Elmas long range went for placement but placed it well outside the right post and Juan Jesus 15 appearances thus far he might get a run today so we'll see the Brazilian has a Scudetto one goal against Bologna in the 3-2 win here in October and uh, three appearances in the Champions League played once in the Coppa Italia Napoli only playing that one game in the penalty shootout loss to Le Tigre who will join Sampdoria back in Serie B Oliveira another player unavailable today two goals could have made himself the big hero with the winner against Selenitana until Bolaya <laughs> ruined that one scored also against Cremonese back in October at the Zini we were there you can see that footage uh, coming to you on the Lego football pod and the Twitter page also on TikTok and YouTube now these days expansive uh, social media and Bartosz Berzinski two appearances this season does deserve a mention will be going back to Sampdoria I don't think they're going to want to keep him and let Zanoli leave on a permanent basis so those loan spells coming to an end Belazinski getting a run against Bologna Zanoli's been quite impressive for Sampdoria he had a decent second half against Verona and scored his first ever Serie A goal against them now the ball forward towards Gabbiadini it was chopped off and again it's Zanoli who's quite busy I'm not sure he's a, a ready-made candidate for Giovanni Di Lorenzo as an understudy there Zanoli looks more like a right-sided wing-back rather than a right-back it's all about the next coach and what they want to do Elmas on the pirouette turn finds Anguissa first time ball from Zielinski opens it up for Elmas who needs to round it Amione, you look for the back heel. Just tried a little too much. Santori can get going here. It's Zanoli again. Little switch play. Delightful ball out to the left. Algello arriving. He's cut that back well. And in the end, it's dealt with by Ramani. All the way out to Koratskeli can take on Zanoli through ball Victor is on the move a heavy touch 
And that's the excitement that he brings to the Maradona. Every time he is able to run onto the ball at three-quarter pace, sends shivers down the spine. Just going to the rest of the squad now. Diego Demp, six appearances in Serie A. Karim Zedadka, the Frenchman, with three. And Dombele with 30 and a goal. So Tango and Dombele, I don't think they're going to want to pay 30 million euros to keep him 26 years old. So there's a big future for him still. But I think he'll be sent back to London. It does have the one Serie A goal against Torino. And then if we have a look through the Champions League, nine appearances and one goal. That came against Rangers away. Play's just been held up here. Eight minutes gone to the second half. So we'll shoot through and have a look at uh, Gianluca Gaetano. He scored his first ever top flight goal. That was against Inter in the 3-1 win. The goal 4-3-1 in stoppages. And uh, seven appearances all off the bench. A total of 46 minutes, but has a goal. Now, come on at Scalia. Had to take on Amione and was picked off. Zanoli getting forward. Let it good turn. Inside ball. Santori will have a free. Laris was taken to ground. So as we go to the attackers, we'll start with... Uh, Alessio Zerbin managed to get himself a total of 10 appearances. So he reached double digits in his first ever season. We no goals in Serie A, nine last term in 31 appearances for Frosinone. And we'll see if he stays with the Azzurri or whether he might ask for a move, get some space. I'm not sure he'll actually work his way in to be a figure on the right side or left side of attack unless Lozano moves on and then he's rotated more regularly Nizelinski out for Kvaratskhelia comes to a standstill Napoli looking to set up but it's a, a deep low block from Sampdoria Speaking of, we'll take a now look at, at uh, Chucky. Three goals this season. It's the worst since moving over. Now, there's a bit of space for Lobotka. Decided to pass the ball instead of shoot. But uh, Chucky Lozano, goals against Cremonese, Bologna and Empoli. His best season was 11 back in 2020-21. He just felt he was coming along nicely back then. Now, he's played 32 this season, 12 times off the bench. And uh, one goal in the Champions League, which came against Ajax in the 4-2 win here. Ongisa tries his luck with a volley. Santoria struggling to get out of their own defensive third. So will Lozano move on? 
don't think it'll be the biggest loss for Napoli. Not sure they'll get what they paid for him, but sometimes you win, sometimes you don't. And when you consider that Kvadat Skelly has come over for budget price and Ossiman has delivered the goods, Elmas finally gets a shot on target, but it dribbles through to Martin Turk. Next up is Matteo Politano. And uh, three goals. Usual contribution around three or four. I guess you could say his best season back in 2020-21 was nine goals. But, uh, the last two seasons, three in each of those. So there was a decent chance there for uh, Malagrida to score. Couldn't beat Merit. So Politano scoring against Cremonese away, Milan away and Verona away. So big contributions. That's where Napoli won this particular Scudetto. It was a superb away record, the best by far. So we'll take a look at Giovanni Simeone as Kvaratskeli tries to carve his way through but lost his footing. Giovanni Simeone, hopefully we'll see the Argentine off the bench today. Three goals for him since leaving Verona. Got 17 last term in 35 matches. He's only started the once this season for Napoli. That was in the 4-0 loss here against Milan. And uh, a total of 375 minutes. Not too much, but effective enough three massive goals away against Cremonese at home against Roma scored the winner and the winner away in the 2-1 win against the Rossoneri also four more contributions in the Champions League a double against Rangers one away against Ajax and one at home against Liverpool a really important contribution it has to be said from Simeone because Arsimund was injured couple of times in this season and he was able to come off the bench against Liverpool and deliver. Osman had missed a penalty in that one. Good ball from Mario Rui. Here's Osman. Received from Kvaratskhelia but it's just gone under his feet and through to Martin Turk again. And who could forget Jack Raspadori. Two goals in total in Serie A and 24 appearances. One here, the winner in a 1-0 win in stoppages against Spezia in September, who kept the momentum up. And then one away, which more or less was uh, the goal that decided the Scudetto. After Juventus were pressing that game, it was all but over. Napoli 17 points ahead of that stage with a winner in, uh, at the Allianz Stadium. Zanoli with a throw. So just the one change at halftime with Malagrida coming in for Gunter.
So Raspadori, much more playing time than Simeone. 880 minutes compared to about 500 less for Simeone. And that rounds it out for the squad. Zielinski goes one way, then the other. Tries to step over. A little through ball for Ossiman. He's put it over the top, though. Big Victor unable to deliver the big goal. Whether he was onside was another question. He is offside in any case, so he wouldn't have counted. But Martin Turk doing well to cut off the angle and also to make Victor go up and over the goalkeeper and just pressure the Nigerian to put it over the top of goal. Napoli starting to get a little more creative. Playing quite narrow at the moment down the middle. Here's Jelinski again. Three for Ossiman who's through and brought down from behind. Is that a penalty? I think the referee's made his mind up to points to the spot. Now Napoli will have the chance in the 62nd minute to hit the lead. And it looks as though Ossiman wants to take this penalty himself. have to hit record on this one I'm sure VAR will take a look yellow card produced as well so Napoli looks as though from the spot it'll be Victor Everyone waiting for this. All they need is a goal to really get the party started here on the Scudetto Festa weekend. And my Nigerian colleagues next to me as well. Osiman has undertaken responsibility here. Osman's been given a penalty, so we'll see how he goes. Let's turn this thing around. I've got my Nigerian colleagues here. And we're ready to go with Osman and a penalty for Napoli. 64th minute. It is nil-nil. Can Victor deliver? And he steps and scores. And Napoli won. Sampdoria nil. Victor Osman. From the spot, no mistake, unerring into the corner. That's exactly what the Maradona wanted to see. 
Seaman. Oh, Seaman. Oh, Seaman. Oh, Seaman. goes into the cabinet they'll auction that one off for charity So once again, it is the 26th goal for Victor Osterman in this campaign. Now he wants another one. A wonderful ball from Kvalatskelia to the edge of the box. Osterman takes it to the byline though, tries to cross back in for the Georgian. And Amione will see it behind, Napoli looking to double the lead within a couple of minutes. Corner kick from the left side of the pitch. Second goal, no. Angisa again on the volley. Looking for his second in as many home games. The screens have been put up around the perimeter of the pitch. We are in for one heck of a celebration, especially if Napoli can get through this game unscathed. The last eight games they've beaten Sampdoria consecutively in Serie A competitions 20 goals scored for Napoli make that 21 in 9 now and only 3 conceded and if you look further back in history Napoli have won I think it was 14 of the last 15 if I remember Napoli have won 13 of the past 14 some won last time in 2018 at the Marassi with a Defrel brace and Fabio Quagliarella made it 3-0 that day. And that was back under Ancelotti. Going to have a couple of changes now. Gianluca Gaetano coming in for Lobotka or Raspadori in for
So a couple of changes for Napoli. I love that song every time I hear it especially when it's sung by about 5,000 people all at once Napoli looking to make it 2-0 and Di Lorenzo unable to get his ball past one of the last defenders Martin Turk not forced into a save here they go again Napoli torna campione. I'm sure they're going to be singing that in the post-game celebrations. Napoli have now scored in their last four Serie A home games. Decent way to end the season. And... Uh, it's Victor Ossiman that has now scored the opening goal in 10 Serie A matches this season. No wonder he's so respected and sought after now. Napoli still pressing for a second one here. Sampdoria still haven't won when conceding the opening goal away from home. Napoli have avoided defeat in their last 30 matches when scoring the opening goal in Serie A. That's dating back to the 24th of April 2022 in the 3-2 loss against Empoli was the last time that they uh, had lost after scoring the opening goal. And that's the 11th penalty that Sumps actually conceded. No team has conceded more. It's also Victor Osimhen's 50th goal in Serie A. Goal number 50 for Victor. Yeah. So congratulations to Victor. Maybe he can get 51. 
So now four ahead of the great George Weyer. And just to confirm those substitutions, Elmas and Zielinski out of the game, Raspadori and Gaetano in. Sampdoria trying their uh, hardest to make sure Napoli don't get another one. That's been one thing that we've had to respect about the Blue Tricati fans. They have been turning up to stadiums even though their team isn't really doing that well. And uh, simply not enough firepower. So it was Nicola Muru that received the yellow. Here's Victor. Tries to drive on the left foot this time. And again, it's well wide. So the last attempt at goal was by Qualiarella in the 24th minute. We'll see if he finishes the game off. Or whether they'll give him a standing ovation. My money's on the ovation. He'll get one either way, I think. Maria Rui now for Kvaratskhelia. Lines that up and the shot will come from Jack Raspadori, but it's deflected over the top and Napoli will have another corner. While we're taking a look at had that look at Napoli we'll have a look at a couple of the players Zanoli who's on loan at Samp from Napoli 23rd game of the season two goals one against Empoli one against Verona that was his first back in March so he's coming along to be he's matured a great deal in this season he's played 1500 minutes and considering he he went over and wasn't much expected of him going there, whether he was really going to be part of uh, the plans. With Sampdoria moving forward, Stankovic has made him a permanent uh, fixture of the uh, starting eleven whenever he can. He did get that one game in at the start of the season. And that was uh, back in June... Uh, back in um, uh, October, actually, the 4-0 win over Sassuolo. And that was for Napoli. Getting confused with some of these stats at the moment. That was in the game where Osman got his hat-trick and Kvaratskhelia also scored. But uh, Zanoli came off the bench for 11 minutes to relieve Di Lorenzo before being moved to Sampdoria. One player that we have to pay homage to is Fabio, the great Qualiarella. If you haven't seen the movie on him, Mola TV have got a, a great special on Fabio, 40 years old, in for his 23rd game this season. Has that one goal against Milan a couple of weeks back, and it was actually Alessandro Zanoli who made that goal himself driving run to the byline cut it back for Qualiarello who was able to steer it in at the far post got a couple more changes here 
as Belazinski comes in for Mario Rui. And Victor Simit. You can hear the reception. Simeone getting a run to see out the season. Twenty-six goal season for Victor. before we go back to Quagliarella we'll have a look at the top scorers in Serie A it's Ossiman with 26 and 4 assists Lautaro Martinez with 21 goals and 6 assists and then it's Bulaidia with 16 goals 6 assists for the Senegalese Rafa Liao with 13 goals and 8 assists Lukman with 13 and 5 and Enzo La for Spezia Here's Quagliarella, gets a shove in the back, switches the ball out to the left for Malagrida. Might need to use Algello, looks up and delivers to the back post. It's well over the head of Berezinski. There's a, a player down at the moment, so the ball's been put out by Zanoli. Just allowing the Napoli medical staff to come in. It's actually good sportsmanship from Thomas Rincon because Anguisa's gone down, perhaps with a crab. Just hopefully that's a crab. Quadratskelia with 12 goals and 10 assists. The most assists, and that's been a big contributing factor in why he's been ruled the MVP of Serie A for the season. Napoli with three others Kim defender of the season and uh, Victor the attacker of the season was never in doubt and you could have just given it to different players Labotka quite surprisingly wasn't considered for the Serie A midfielder of the campaign looks as though Diego Dem might have to come into the game for Anguisa Now, is this Diego Dem's last appearance? Named after the great man that this stadium's named after. Well, Aguiz is up and walking. That's the good news. And in comes another pint-sized Diego. Still 10 minutes to go before we can have the Scudetto awarded to Napoli. So Napoli still have had 80% of it in the last 15 minutes. So nothing really changing. Osimhen had five shots. And that's the second game in a row where he's attempted five shots in a game. Some of these Opta stats coming through.
Simeone. Back to goal. Wants the return pass from Belezinski, but Labotka. And uh, now there's another player that's taken a knock. It looks as though it's Gaetano that's down. Most of the players unaware here. But Napoli with a brilliant effort away from home this season. Not to say that they weren't good here at the Maradona, but it was a Scudetto where so much of it was won in hostile territories. We've got a, uh, another injury break here. Another injury scared. So player that's just come into the game in Gaetano. Those five goals, I've actually written a piece on that myself. And uh, I've named those five goals as Kvaratskelia, uh, the goal away at Lazio on match day five. That was the goal to get the job simply done following a couple of mundane draws. It was quite glaringly obvious that this Napoli squad had to overcome that collective naivety that had held it back in previous years. Napoli was... At that time, looking as though they might be a challenger for the top four due to a couple of good signings late in the transfer window with Simeone and Raspadori coming in. Gaetano now hobbling off the field. But no one was going to roll over for them, especially not their former manager, Maurizio Sarri. And with the scores level at 1-1 at the Olimpico, it was Anguissa's byline cutback that drifted towards that penalty spot. Lazio sat deep with all angles covered. Something special was required to penetrate through that wall of Bianco Celeste. And the best option was also the most difficult, which is straight at the goalkeeper. Might seem absurd, but sometimes it is. You want to try and pick out a corner, but Kvaratskhelia's strike torpedoed between Sinisa Milinkovic-Savic and Patrick as if programmed by an infrared homing missile. Alatio shot stopper, Provadel. Had seen the ball too late, never really stood a chance. It was Napoli that leapt into joint second place with the defending champion Milan, who had defeated into 3-2 that weekend and set up a blockbuster in the weeks to follow. And then it was Giovanni Simeone away at the San Siro on match day seven. That was the goal that brought the Milan pack of cards down. They never really got to celebrate their Scudetto for too long because it was so obvious that Napoli was uh, showing all the signs of a winning side and it's hard to really celebrate your Scudetto when you can't really defend it Milan were uh, in command for most of that match as well neither side had been able to win at home in the four previous head-to-heads between Napoli and Milan and the part in the bay were without Victor Osimhen you can't forget that so they were on the back foot for most of that match and with the Azzurri leading 1-0 courtesy of the Politano spot kick. It was Simeone who was called up from the bench. Giroud's leveller then inspired Milan to go for victory. And what happened next was proof that Napoli had learned to absorb pressure and generate goals on the big stage. Pioli with his low block governing the penalty box. El Cholito is just on the ball now. Just let him have this shot that's smashed into the back of the net here. What a moment. Via Juvia, that is incredible. The people next to me can't believe it as well. What a strike from Giovanni Simeone.
here to make it 2-0 in the 85th minute the Argentinian gets the number 10 brings it to the edge of the pitch A symbolic moment for Argentinians watching this the number 10 was retired in Diego Maradona's honour and Simeone has scored an absolute belter to pick out the corner that is magnificent from Simeone yes Simeone has gone to goal number four for the season but let's go back to that game against Milan it was El Cholito who shifted the ball to Mario Rui on the left wing because he was being harassed by three Milan defenders when he was on the ball and then his instinctual run back to the penalty spot triggered that Rui delivery back into the mixer and the Argentinian he beat Mike Maignan with a gorgeous glancing header arguably the Partenope is most effective since the days of Andrea Cannavale when he put his header past Milan's Giovanni Galli in October of 1989 standing ovation I've got to be involved in this one for Fabio Coagliarella Off comes the great man, Fabio Quagliarella, from the pitch. He does the rounds here at the Maradona. It's his hometown. A standing ovation from everyone here in the Stampa Tribuna. They love him across Italy. And they especially love him back in Naples. A career that comes to an end. It was a shame that Quagliarella couldn't continue his, his career here, leaving to win the Scudetto at other clubs. We won't mention who with. Not here, not today. It is all about Napoli. It is all about Quagliarella. It's only right that he comes back to finish up his Serie A career here. He played here when it was called the San Paolo. And he is one of the true greats of... Calcio. If Calcio had its uh, main man of the last 10 or so years, it is in terms of Italian players, Italian strikers, it is Fabio Quagliarella. Played here in 2009, 2010. Applauded by the entire Napoli squad. Eighty-ninth minute here. It's all about the occasion. 
not really about the result. And Fabio still getting the applause here. A beautiful moment in Calcio. Brings goosebumps to any football fan. A career with Sampdoria. He's just done nine seasons in a row. He scored in 18 consecutive Serie A seasons. And when we talk about a true legend of the game, 11 of those goals were scored for Napoli 2009-10. He then moved north to play six years in Torino between the two clubs there. Napoli looking for a third goal here. There's a slip from Raspadori. Then he got up and still got his shot away in any case. But Sampdoria has probably been Quagliarella's one true love. Real romantic kind of love. Scored 13 goals over there before being signed by Udinese. It was all the way back in 2006. I remember he broke out against Lithuania for the Italian national team. And he's scored... 89 Serie A goals in his second spell with Samp that began in 2015 and has now ended in 2023. Half a chance here. Decent looking effort. Nice move from Samuel Antanda. Just going back to Simeone and that goal against, Napoli, against Milan now. Going to have a, a couple of minutes of stoppage time here. But that goal against Milan was a real statement made by Napoli. And when presented with the opportunity during this campaign, Spalletti's squad depth signings surpassed all expectations. Napoli held on to win thanks that night, thanks to the inspired synergy between Rui and Simeone. A clear sign that the Azzurri machine was greater than the sum of its parts. And Milan's 22-game unbeaten streak was over and Napoli was on a crusade. They went on to win so many matches consecutively Kovicic Kovacskelia with another sensational away goal against Sassuolo composing his finest masterpiece of the season and that was Caravaggio he's been compared to another uh, artist in Caravaggio but his solo goal that one in particular encompassed the flair the finesse and the pure genius that we've seen so often and with Napoli in transition he picked up the ball at halfway the Sassuolo midfield shredded to pieces as he skipped over Maxime Lopez and away from Armand Lorient and channeling a certain 1980s Napoli playmaker. Cavaradona exemplified the art of deception, deploying Ruan to chase shadows and nutmegging Martin Ehrlich to pick out the bottom corner. The entirety of the Mape Stadium there was on their feet in awe of the Napoli breakout star whose effort extended the Serie A lead to 15 points on match day 23. And this was the seventh straight victory in a run of eight. Then, of course, Jack Raspadori, match day 31, away against Juventus. His last-minute winner served as the perfect way to obliterate the nightmares of 2018's failure to launch. Well, they haven't failed this season. They just kept going. But uh, this season, they said it was same result, same minute, different ending. And this season, they won it instead. And we come to the end of the Serie A season. Napoli have run out 2-0 winners over Sampdoria. A 16-point win in the end 
for the Partenopei in Luciano Spalletti. His first Scudetto. Also the first time in history that a team has won the Scudetto with every player that had never ever won one. Led by Victor Osimhen with his 26th goal today. And then it was Giovanni Simeone with his fourth goal of the season. We're ready to party though. Five years and one day previously to that Jack Raspadori goal, it was Kalidou Kulabeli who won that fixture in Torino against Juve with his, 30, with his uh, 93rd minute header. It was a goal which carried Sarri's Napoli to within a point of the eventual Scudetto winners. But in the post-mortem, Sarri stated that Napoli lost their title in their hotel. He found them emotionally drained after witnessing the contentious refereeing between Juve and Inter. And not this season. Controversy reigned. Juve had two goals disallowed that night in April in the final 10 minutes. And with the score at 0-0, it was Quadrado. His claims for a penalty were denied. And with just seconds remaining, he didn't bother getting back up to track back. History about to be repeated again as Napoli's uh, Raspadori with his 93rd minute stunner to uh, get that through the legs of Szczesny and get Napoli to the brink inspiration from the former Gianfranco Zola his last cast winner against Genoa 33 years before for Raspino had brought Napoli to the brink and the lead was stretched to 17 points with only seven rounds remaining. Raspadori's goal was tantamount to that of Andrea Cannavale of 1986-87 and Marco Baroni's of 1989-90. Effectively, they were the goals that got Napoli their first and second Scudetti. And Raspadori's against Juve. It was that iconic kind of goal. Napoli clinched those titles back at home in the 80s. But uh, this time it was in faraway hostile territories. But this title was won on the road and in Italy's biggest cities. And in prime time, Napoli Air Campioni d'Italia. And we are about to witness one heck of a party here at the Maradona. I'll let the crowd take over for a little while.
We're about to have the celebration start, but one of the Argentinian journalists next to me, he'll respond in Spanish, but basically his name is Alvaro Nanton, and he's here next to me in the Tribuna Stampa, and I'm going to ask him, Alvaro, how do you feel being here in Naples at a stadium named after someone from your country, the great Maradona? His number is retired here. No more number 10 for Napoli because he means so much to this city. How do you feel? Emotional? For me, it's very emotional that Maradona has arrived to this place and represents such a sentiment of Argentina. It's very emotional. Y es una ciudad que parece de Diego. No es Nápoles, es una ciudad de Diego que lo ves no solo en el estadio, sino que en todas las calles y eso emociona. Es increíble. I, I understand what Alvaro is saying. I speak a little Spanish, but thank you very much for answering that. Gracias. And uh, also, Catalina is here. Now, do you want to answer in Spanish or in English? In English? Wow, she's multilingual, better than me. So to come here, you, you, do you live and work in Italy or do you? I live in Buenos Aires, in Argentina. Wow, and when did you come here? I came for the match exclusively. We had this trip with my friend planned and we decided, okay, let's go three days to Naples and leave all this party. And you're a journalist? Yes, I'm a journalist at Ole newspaper from Argentina. Okay, we're going to take a photo. I'm going to tag us on Twitter. It's a good idea. I love that. And it's a pleasure to meet you guys. Uh, I feel I came from Australia, but not for this match. I came from England. But you came all the way from the other side of the planet. Nobody understands what it's like to have to travel for 15 hours on a plane unless we come from the southern part of the world. So let's party with the Scudetto now. Yeah. 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 Brilliant. I've got Lolade, another journalist here, who lives in Germany, but he's Nigerian and he's here obviously following the best striker in Italy at the moment, Victor Ossiman, who we all love. And uh, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. 26 goals this season, the Capo Canagliere of probably, possibly the best Capo Canagliere of the last few years. Lolade is here and you are with Soccernet.ng. And what a moment this is. How do you, do you feel proud to be Nigerian here at the Maradona? Yeah, very much so. It's the reason why I'm here. Um, Victor has um, been a very good ambassador for Nigeria and Nigerians. Uh, I, this is my third time in the city of Na Naples because of him. You know, just come report him. And every time I have in this stadium, you know, so it's, he's, uh, he's an amazing person personally. And as a player, uh, as an ambassador of Nigeria, he's just uh, up there and he's doing us great, great, great. He is, he is an ambassador. I feel like he, he has his own aura that surrounds him wherever he goes. Because when you see him on, on the TV, you don't realize how big he is, how athletic he is. And that's why he's such a handful for all these defenders. They don't know what to do with him. By far the best striker in Italy. Definitely. Um, his, his stature belies his strength. When you see him, even you know, when he's fully dressed, like he's wearing trousers, you, you feel a, 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 an awkward walk. But when he's playing, there's so much strength in those bones. There's so much energy and anticipation. And it, 
is definitely a handful. And you can see it tonight when how he won the penalty. You know, he's just he's, he's just really he's, really he's really strong and he, he works hard. And he for works such hard. a big player, yeah. he's he's so skillful. Sometimes it looks a little bit like he doesn't know which way the body wants to go, but I think sometimes he can even fool himself, not just the defenders. But that's why he's so good. True. And what's what's your favorite goal from him this season? I saw here yeah, uh, the one against AS Roma. That was the chest and then the, the smash. Knee yeah, and then smash. Yeah. Oh, it was, man, was so I couldn't good. believe it. I, I, I was screaming out of unbelief, you know, like, wow, amazing, yeah. incredible decision making in the split, you know, in the split second. He could do that in front of Chris Smalling. It was amazing. So for me, now that's because I saw that physically right here, and I mean, he's an incredible athlete, and I, I know that he has still many more years ahead of him oh, to, yeah. to, to create magic for, for football. You know. I mean, that goal there was giving me goosebumps when you were when you mentioned that one. My other favourite of his was against Roma, but at the Olimpico. Because for me, that goal was so crucial for the three points yeah. at that stage of the season to go to Roma and win not just against Roma, but also against Lazio, yeah. away, from, away in Milan at the San Siro against Milan. All those away wins were so important. And here, we're at the Maradona now. This is the scene of the crime where he murdered so many victims here in front of us in the Colosseum here. Definitely, definitely. He, he took Juventus to the cleaners right oh, here. Yeah, yeah. It was one of the most amazing performances, you know, against such a great team, you know. I mean, this, this city is lucky to have him. And I think the world of football is lucky to have someone of his personality, not just his ability, but his personality. Because Victor's come from a really difficult place yeah. in Lagos, and um, I, I used to walk around that, that his, his, the place he grew up in, and you know, for someone like him to have come through and become such a key icon for for people in this city and in this country, I mean, it's an incredible story of resilience, of rise from, being, rising from the bottom you know, to the top, and I mean, that's why he's such a, an incredible ambassador for, for Nigeria, and I've spoken to Nigerians in this city also, they so love him, he, 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 he relates, he, he participates, and they see him as opening doors for them. Yeah, yeah, at 31 goals this season, he got 26 goals with his penalty tonight, but that's 50 Serie A goals. What a night it is here in Naples for, for, the, for match day 38 to come here. It's an honor to be here to see that. It is an honor. It is a, 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 a season of record breaking. You know, he, he, he's now the highest scoring African in Syria R history. He broke the record of George Weir, yeah. uh, the long standing record of that George Weir held. He also is the highest scoring African in a single season broke the record of uh, Samuel Eto'o. And now he's the uh, first African, first black player to be uh, um, a top scorer, the, 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 the Golden Boot, the Capo, no, Capo Canoniere. Yeah, the Capo so it's, it's an amazing season of records and records and records. And breaking records and breaking barriers. And it will live long in history. Yeah. It will. Yeah. It will. It's incredible. Well, we're going to enjoy this party tonight, right? Definitely, it's, um, I heard that there's going to be a, a performance of a Nigerian song by 
famous uh, Nigerian artist, Fela Kuti. So somebody, uh, I think an Italian is going to perform his song here. So they're also planning for the Nigerian uh, audience and because of Victor. So it's, 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 a, it's great to be here as a Nigerian journalist to witness this and, yeah. and take the story back home to our people. Maybe they can make a hybrid of Napoli, Napolitan music with Nigerian one day and maybe ha- mix it all up. But I love P-Square, I love Wizkid as well, so I'm with you on some P-square, of the Nigerian. Uh, interestingly, P-Square, uh, one half of P-Square was here in April, the night against Milan. So Peter of P-Square was with Victor in the stands and cheering him on. So, But now there's a closeness between Nigeria and Napoli forever with Victor. I think forever. Well, now he's up there. He, along with Diego Maradona, it's only Victor and Diego that have ever led Napoli to a Scudetto as the leading goal scorer. Because in those other two, it was Maradona both times. And it's Victor as as the only other player to lead Napoli to a a, a title win as the leading goal scorer. So he is etched into history here. Have you seen his uh, images across the city? I I have. Uh, Every time I see them, I get goosebumps, you know. Because... When Victor won the Under-17 World Cup in 2015, I covered him uh, for Goal.com, and just to see him rise from that and you know continue to be a leading figure, a star, it's, it's, it's amazing. And to see his mural in the city, his face all over the city, like Maradona, it's a blessing. Yeah. Well, I think, obviously Maradona, there's more images of Maradona than Jesus here, but I think Victor is equal with Jesus here around the streets. I think so. And I know that Victor has a big love for, for God as well, and he's always tweeting about that. He's, he's, so, he's got faith. Yeah, he's a very... Uh, he has he, he has strong faith, yeah, yeah. And I guess that look at helping a man in his mid-20s to become one of the world's best footballers True. in the year 2023. Incredible. Incredible year for him, man. I wish him all the best and more and more of this, definitely. Yeah, me too. Hopefully he stays at Napoli for at least one more year. It'll be it'll be an icing on the cake, but I know there are a lot of uh, clubs that are now hunting for the strikers. Everyone wants him. So, but it depends on what the, the clubs decide. So, it's out of his hands. It's out of, um, yeah. you know, if the clubs reach an agreement, but... He's a wanted man, you know, he's a wanted striker. Yeah, you know. well, look, I, I absolutely love Victor. It's been a pleasure to commentate this season and call some of his goals. Yeah. And he deserves this title. This, this isn't just a title for Napoli. Uh, for a, a smaller club that's not Juventus, Milano, Inter winning, this is like winning a World Cup yeah. for, for a team like Napoli. And someone like Osimhen leading them. This is what it's all about. This is what we love to see. Maradona came here when he picked up Napoli when they were down and took them to something special. And now Osimhen has done it. Osimhen has done it. He's taking them to our, uh, for, the, for the 21st century. He's brought the glory of the last century and, and dusted off the dust, took the dust off the shine. And, you know, he's lifted Napoli, the city, to global reckoning again. And, I mean, the people are happy with it. The people, people I've spoken with, Neapolitans just love it. They love him. and um, they abs- Well, they made a cake about him. But Lolade, we're going to enjoy these celebrations because they're about to bring out the trophy to present the Scudetto. And he is in the Serie A team of the year, Victor. Thank you, Lolade. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yes.
all the backroom staff here that have helped Napoli to the first title in uh, three decades. They're all getting presented with medals. Just the uh, trainers, some of the doctors, chaperones that make sure the players get to each location are out there. We don't often think of them, but you have to uh, take into account not just Napoli, but every club that has these uh, very important figures in the background. They also have to keep some players in check. So It's always good to meet new friends from uh, around the globe and from Africa to South America. I'm wedged in between these journalists that are marvellous people here to see marvellous footballers. Yeah, but 
giocheranno con noi, faremo delle cose con loro. Quindi mi raccomando, se siete allo stadio rimanete, se invece tornate a casa sintonizzatevi su Rai 2. Assolutamente sì. Giusto tempo di mettere ancora una canzone e poi saremo quasi pronti per finalmente premiare il campione d'Italia.
Well, the celebrations look like they've come to an end here at the Maradona. A season well worthy of being part of. Pleasure coming to the Maradona. Calling a few Napoli goals here and there. Being part of something special. Just a very, very minute part, but still. It is a historic season. It is not often that a team like Napoli wins this tournament. And we will leave it there.